Welcome to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. Join us as we discuss vacation planning, reporting, and reviews on vacations ranging from Disney and theme parks to cruising and beach getaways with everything in between. So grab your passport, a fast pass, and an umbrella drink because the show's about to begin. And now, without any further delay, here is your ghost host, Vacationeer Tom. Welcome to episode 62 of Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. I am your host, Tom, joined alongside my panel, Joe. Are you ready to ride? Oh, of course I'm ready to ride. Yes, you are. Well, this episode is a very special one because we are talking all things San Diego. Yes, we. J- I just got back from our two-week California, Southern California trip, and we are ready to discuss everything that we did. Unfortunately, Ian is out for this one. So actually, this episode, I was going to do everything sequentially, and the first thing we did was Six Flags Magic Mountain, but because Ian couldn't be on this one, and that one's a coaster-heavy one, uh, I decided to skip ahead to our San Diego experiences and leave Six Flags for our next episode. That way, Ian can come on and tell us all about his thoughts for all the coasters that we did. But this episode, we do have a couple coasters to talk about, but it's mainly SeaWorld and the San Diego Zoo. So let's get right into it. So our vacation started on a Saturday. It was uh, July 27th. We flew out uh, in the afternoon into the evening, and we just basically checked into our hotel that Saturday. So Sunday we got up, went to Six Flags. Then that evening we drove down, basically down to San Diego, which is about a two-hour drive. So that was a long day. So So seven miles. (laughs) (laughs) Seven miles, yeah. Yeah, almost. (laughs) (laughs) So we got right up on, was it Monday the 29th? Right up, we got up in the morning and we headed straight to San Diego, uh, SeaWorld San Diego. And I don't don't know what happened. We got got out of the hotel a little late. We still, so the park opened at 10 a.m. So we were probably, we probably pulled into the uh, parking lot or we're into San Diego to park SeaWorld San Diego to park uh, probably around 940. And the line was just r- ridiculously huge. It was enormous. <laughs> it's crazy. We still got uh, parked because we got the preferred parking. So we still got parked and into the, fr- the park entrance right when the park opened. So that was not, not a big deal. So the plan for the day, because SeaWorld San Diego, if you ever look at their park map and look at their attractions, there's not a lot going on. So I figured... We would go in the morning, knock out all the rides, leave in the afternoon, head to Mission Beach and Belmont Park, check those out, which is right down the road, then go and check into our hotel, and then that evening go back for Electric Ocean, which is their summertime, you know, event where they have Cirque shows and they have, you know, lighting shows. You know, I have all their stuff. And they do have a, a, a Sea Lion Tonight uh, performance, which I wanted to see. So that was the plan going into the day. Get there for uh, for rope drop, ride everything, get out, come back in the evening. So the first thing we do, now you're going to find this strange, Joe. The first thing that we went to do is their electric eel. And that is the Tempesto clone, the Skyrocket 2. Hmm. Because of capacity, that one gets the longest lines. <laughs> Which is insane that everyone, you have to rope drop Tempesto. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just as a weird idea, right? Very strange, yes. I, it was very hard for me to do. I, I was like, say, because I was at Bush Gardens yesterday and walked <laughs> right past Tempesto with <laughs> nary a thought of climbing onto it. Yeah. yeah. So we beeline it straight to um, Electric Eel, and it was down. 
They weren't. They were opening delayed opening. So I was like, oh man, well, that sucks. But uh, Journey to Atlantis is right up the road from there, right down the path. So we decided to hit that, and that's what we did do. And if everyone wants to go to the YouTube channel, Vacationers Podcast, I do have live right now POV of Journey to Atlantis, San Diego version. Now, Joe, you I, saw I, it. Say, I was view number one. <laughs> Woohoo! I was at my computer and I saw the link show up from my get the email notification. Huh. For and still, uh, no, no likes. That's very interesting. <laughs> well, I only like certain things on YouTube because I have a list of things that I go back to occasionally. <laughs> what and, is and like? I, and I don't want to cloud it up with uh, my stuff. Okay. I have liked videos, which is just like <laughs> a dozen things I want to watch later. Oh, so you like it as a bookmark. That's your way of yes. bookmarking. Oh, yeah, okay. that's my way of finding things I want to look at. Uh, <laughs> I see. And well, so I'm very hesitant to like We things. all know you don't want to see this again. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me your thoughts of watching the POV of our, uh, our journey to Atlantis ride. Well, the guy in front of you needs to cover up that spot in the back of his head. He's going to get a terrible sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> in the other car. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he had a shiny, shiny spot in the back of his head. Whoa. <laughs> I need some spray here. But, uh, of course, I can't see the back of my head. It's probably <laughs> But anyway, um, so I was going up myself. I was like, it was right up, immediate up, pretty big drop. I was like, wow, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, it starts off good. Well, it was weird because that big drop, like the, the centerpiece of the ride is that big drop. And you immediately hit it. Like, you go up yeah, the hill. Like the first 20 seconds, you're like, I'm yeah, like, you hit the drop. I'm like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, because usually those rides, it goes for a while, and then the big drop is the Yeah, end, it's the climax. Or towards yeah. the end. Yes. Yeah. And it was just this giant drop, and I'm like, what is going on? And then it's like kind of a long boat ride just through it, and it looks like it was just this trench dug out of an airport tarmac from the POV. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, why don't they? Are they getting off the car? This is, I was like getting rather disappointed <laughs> in San Diego. And I'm like, cause I'm seeing nothing and there's no more lift hills. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. And then I saw the elevator and like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's an elevator. Yes. It was okay. Very... The elevator saved it. As confused as you were, we were equally confused during the ride. I was like, what in the world are we doing? And then we hit the <laughs> elevator and yeah, this one is very uh, thrill heavy. Not as much dark ride. There, there really are no, dark ride elements to it i mean well, there was some like audio voices, but yeah there was like no there's nothing visual to go along with the no audio. no it it's really, it's really just a coast water coaster 100 percent, which is good because the orlando one the one that i love so much they ruined that one by taking out a lot of the the a lot of the dark ride elements out of it like all the scary stuff all the things that actually made the interest the story interesting they took it out so now it's just a bunch of just dark ride stuff that doesn't make any sense and not very interesting at least this oh, one is more thrilling. Yeah, this one is more, you, you get the thrill because it's more coaster. Definitely a lot yeah, more Yeah, because I haven't been on the one in Florida since those were all removed, so. Yeah, they took out all the, they took out the story, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hurts a little bit. Yeah, being that the, the whole, most of the ride is story-based. <laughs> when you yeah, remove... and that's the one thing that SeaWorld Parks does really good is theme their stuff. Yes, and yeah, this one. Uh, is a lot more uh, just a, a thrill, which I liked. I liked it was different. I was happy that it was neat. The coaster section of it looked really fun. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. It was a good time, and you didn't get too wet. I did get uh, <laughs> that second drop, or not drop, but the second uh, water splash area did get me 
uh, pretty wet, but uh, it wasn't. Yeah, we awful. could tell the reactions in, from the uh, from the video. The reactions were like, "Oh, somebody got splashed." <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because me and the dude, like, I was front by myself, and a single rider guy sat next to me, and we had the same exact reaction. If you watch the video, you can hear both of us with the exact same reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very good, very good ride. It was a good way to start start off the uh, San Diego day. So then we went back to the electric eel. See if it was going to open back up. And, of course, it was still down. So then we went straight to... Now, also, by the way, I forgot to mention this, which, oh, I'm so... So while we're going in, we noticed signs saying that both Shipwreck Rapids, which is their rap water rapids ride, and their brand new coaster, Tidal Twister, were going to be down all day. Oh. What? Their brand new coaster... I mean, we were going to go to SeaWorld anyway because we're out there, but you know, it was free for us to go in because we have the Platinum Passes or the whatever we have now. I was, we were going to go, but still, the brand-new coaster was down. So we couldn't ride that, and their Water Rapids ride also was down all day. Now, this park only has a handful of rides. I'm saying of your thrill, quote-unquote, rides, that's 50% of the rides are down that day. <laughs> that's not <laughs> You know, when you bring math into it, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> Almost 50%. I'd say there's five, you have about five rides, five thrilling rides in the entire park, and two of them are scheduled to be, or are down all day. They, like, they're not opening. They're not going to be run. So disappointing. Uh, well, it's better than with the last time I was in Altoona and we wanted to ride Leap the Dips. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we, we stopped by on one day and saw it's down today. There's this little piece of paper by the ticket window. Yeah, yeah. And said, we're down today. So we went, okay, whatever, and we left. And then, was that Blanche Park? Is that where it is? No, it's at Lakemont. Lakemont, that's it. Okay, anyway, so so we were back in Altoona. We did some other stuff with the family. And then we went back to Altoona another day. I think we're at Horseshoe Curve. We shot down to Altoona to do Leap the Dip. Wait, you're, I lost your video. Lost your Sorry. audio, I mean. I'm sorry, I hit me. I was yelling oh. at Chris. I hand, I had oh. a beer. I wanted a refill. I handed him oh. an empty cup, and I w- watched him carry it over and just set it down in the sink and start to walk away. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, you went to see so, Leap Dips again. Yeah. So we left. So we left the Horseshoe Curve to go back to Leap the Dips again. And we and we drive down there, park, and we look, and there's still paper sign. Leap Dips down today. So I went to the ticket desk. I, you know. Is, is it going to be open today? When's it going to be open? Oh, it's not going to be open all summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that down today sign. Yeah, a little misleading. But <laughs> you know bit. what? It's your fault. You should have called. <laughs> well, I, I have, I have an, I don't have whatever phone company serves the mountains of Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true, true. I know, I know that normal ones don't have service there. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Back to, uh, yeah. So Journey to Atlantis was fun. I really liked it. Go check out our YouTube channel for the POV. It's still good. Or very good. Like I said, we went to Electric Eel. It was closed still. So then we went over to Manta. Now, Manta is not the flying coaster like in Orlando. It is a launch coaster. It's a Mac launch coaster, which was still fun. Now, did you watch? Now, I also have a POV of this. So you can go to our YouTube channel, check out this POV. The very opening when you go to the tunnel there's graphics and stuff off to the sides of the, and inside that tunnel because I was in the front row. 
you really couldn't see it all that well. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't You're see missing... anything in POV. I'm like, they're there queued for a long time. Yeah, there's like just water. There's like animals and stuff. You could see in the one point part though, if you look off to the left, there's like a error message, <laughs> like a me- <laughs> like a little window. <laughs> just funny. nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so in that tunnel while you're waiting, there's stuff going on. Nothing too dramatic, just like mantas. Gotcha. I was confused because I, you know, I've only been on the the Orlando Manta, and yeah. it's a you flying. Know, it's a flying coaster, yeah. and I'm like, well, this POV is going to be weird looking at the ground. And then it wasn't looking at the ground. Why do they keep? Sorry, this spam call keeps spam coming after me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I was like, why isn't the car turning. Right? Why am I looking <laughs> forward? I should be looking down. Yeah. And then yeah. it shoots and I, and it just, you know, you had the, you know, the launch and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. The window opens, it launches out and it looked like a really fun ride. Although I went back and watched it again. I'm like, did I miss the loop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no there's so no I rewatched loop. it and I'm like, no, this just looks like a, just a straight old curvy launch coaster. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was very fun. It was a, it was a good ride. Now, see, see, uh, SeaWorld San Diego has a height restriction, a very strict height restriction that it cannot surpass a certain height. So a lot of their coasters, a lot of their stuff, they can't do, like they can't do the big, you know, giga coaster or the hyper coaster. They, they can't build that high. So what they do instead, like they did that, they did that launch coaster. And I guess Electric Ale, Electric Ale is their tallest uh, coaster. <laughs> and, mm. but they're coming out with a, uh, Mako next year, which is a dive coaster. So that'll be interesting to see how high that is and how they make that work. Uh, but I probably won't be going back to that anytime soon. So there you go. So yeah, we did Manta a couple times and it was fun. I liked it. So then uh, we went back to Electric Hill, which is on the other side of the park. So we went back to Electric Hill, still not open. And I talked to the guy and they said they had no expected um, time to open. They, they had no idea. It wasn't running, like it wasn't doing anything. Oh, that's too bad. Literally noon, and we had nothing left to do in the park. There was nothing. There's n- the two other major attractions are closed. The uh, the one the one that we didn't do is down with no way of knowing when it was going to open back up. We left. So now sixty percent of the park is closed that day. Then. Yeah, we we left uh, about noon. <laughs> we had nothing. We literally had nothing left to do, unless we wanted to see shows that we already saw before. Yeah, because the shows, I mean, are really neat if you've never seen any of them. But, I mean, your your lifetime need for a dolphin show is one. Yeah, and we we've met our quota. So, yeah, we literally at noon we we're out of that park. Now the plan was to come back and do the the uh, summer night stuff and hit Electric Hill later in the day. But but you know, by the time we checked in back in the hotel, we, and that was our laundry day. So I I had it worked out that we only needed five outfits for two weeks. We were gone for fourteen days. And I had it worked out where we, uh, every three to four days, I had scheduled to do laundry. That way, uh, we only need, we need five outfits. Five unique outfits is all we needed for the entire trip. And that was at the end, where you had four days at Disney and one day flying home. Because I didn't want to be wasting time doing laundry while, you know, we're at the Disney parks. So that's why we needed five. Otherwise, we probably could have done three or four outfits. Wow, that is amazing. I'm I'm. I'm going to get this audio clip of that. Of you just hang that. I'm just going to put it on loop and just play it through Carol's. <laughs> well, the key. So we flew Delta, which allows you one carry on and one personal item. So we each took a carry on bag 
in a personal item, and that was like we didn't have to check anything, so we didn't have to pay any extra. So, well, you had no check luggage for anybody. No check luggage. Yep. Every everybody for a two week vacation. That yep. is amazing. Yep. And here's the thing. Here's the beauty of it, which I I don't know when I I don't have a real plan. I'll just say it now, then probably repeat myself later. When we so we had our flight was from Richmond to Atlanta, Atlanta to Burbank, and we were sitting in Richmond, and we each had a personal bag and a carry on. So it was a little it was a little much for all five of us to you know get get around. And they made an announcement on the uh, overhead. Hey, we have a full flight, so we will check all luggage that if you want. We're looking for about 20 pieces of luggage that we want to check because there's not enough overhead apartments. I was like, heck yeah, man. Because I went up and I said, hey, if we check it, does that mean it will get to Burbank? Like we don't have to mess around with it until we get to Burbank? She said, yes. Like it's not like it's checked until we get to Atlanta. Then we have to so go get it. over and then you got to get it. No, no. Yeah. yeah they, it's the whole way. It's the whole flight. So I checked it all the way through to we checked, bank without payment. Yes. We checked all Gosh. five of our bags, <laughs> all of our carry-ons for free, and we didn't have to worry about it. Because so, we got off the plane in Atlanta, then we had to go. Atlanta's huge, by the way, and I'll get into the, those airports. It was a, quite a journey. They have their own subway system to get. <laughs> they have their own uh, cars <laughs> to get back and forth because it's yeah. so generous. Yeah, it's funny. Atlanta is one of the few airports I've never flown through. Really? That's hard to believe because I think everything flies out of Atlanta. It's the only because back when I was flying a lot, it was it was all uh, TWA and United because I flew through St. Louis, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Chicago all the time. Oh, okay. But I um, I've never flown through Atlanta in all the years I flew. Atlanta so, is stupid big. It is. Huge. Yeah, because I know it came up. It became much bigger than every other airport very quickly. But yeah, I was shocked when I went down and I saw there's like a subway in it that you we had to get on to get to our next flight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like holy cow this thing is <laughs> yeah the amount of air travel that goes through that airport is ridiculous oh yeah it, it's just I know, it's so... the, the pits the new pittsburgh airport and it's tram oh they have one is too it, is a yeah it's a mini tiny ver version of that uh. actually <laughs> but you have to you check in at pittsburgh and then it actually puts you on a tram yeah takes you to the terminal which is way out in the middle of no place yeah well this is there's terminals the whole way along because i guess cross country we were in a uh international terminal even though it's not international but because the flight was so long i guess i don't i don't know why but we were in the furthest terminal so it was quite the journey yeah, yeah but it was nice plan. is this like 747 you get a big one uh it was a big one yeah the big yeah to across yes from richmond to atlanta was smaller was a smaller plane yeah yeah that anything out of richmond is going to be a smaller but yeah i've only ever been to 747 one time and those things are just ridiculously big yeah, and like I said, I'll we'll get more into the the that stuff in another podcast. But yeah, that was uh, good times. But anyway, so I'm not sure what my point was. Oh, so we did laundry at the hotel, and then we just I was like, you know what? Let's just order pizza and just stay in because even though I was only I was within five miles from San Diego, that's where our hotel was. The traffic down there because you're along the beach because it's long it's in, along the bay. It, it was really hectic. And in us getting into the SeaWorld earlier in the day was a bit of a pain because we got there a little late. And the fact that two of their main rides, the one ride, the brand new coaster was down all day and Electric Eel, which I knew when we went back, that line would be stupid big because that line's big anyway. Then you take out two of the five attractions they have. It's going to it's going to be yeah, just once it's the only thing left. unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't want the, the frustration of going back outweighs plus 
Oh, oh, let me get to the the nighttime entertainment. Now, here's their shows. They have Sea Lions Tonight, which I wanted to see. Had one showing, 8 o'clock. Uh, then they had a Cirque Electric. So that's like a Cirque du Soleil type show mm-hmm. with uh, water. and It's a it's ton of stuff. looked really cool. They have a 9.30 for that. Then they have Atlantis Ignite, which is essentially they do uh, projection mapping and stuff on their journey to Atlantis. So that looked really cool. They have an 8.30, 9.10, and a 9.40 of that. Then they have Laser Reef, which I really wasn't all, I don't know what it was. Who cares? But, oh, that was just a laser finale. Well, whatever. So it's 9.55. So essentially, so Sea Lions tonight, if we did that at 8 o'clock, that means we can't do the Atlantis Ignites 8.30, which means we'd have to do the Atlantis Ignites 9.10 or 9.40, and the Cirque show is at 9.30. And those two, those two venues are across the park. So oh, they have geez. three nighttime shows, and you cannot physically do all three in one night. They have it set up so you can't actually do it. So it just cannot be done. It cannot be done. It can, you cannot physically figure out how to get those three shows in on one night and see them all. This is because the times that they have them in the, their locations in the park, I was like, what? what is going on with this park? So between that and the fact that two of the rides are closed, an electric eel line would be like probably 90 minutes minimum. I was like, you know what? I ain't going back. <laughs> I was like, we're staying in. And we didn't go back. Here's an interesting fact, Joe. We spent more time in the Atlanta airport than we did at SeaWorld San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we need an episode all about <laughs> the Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. <laughs> Is that Hartsfield-Jackson? I think so. It's something like <laughs> that. Ridiculous. I was so disappointed in that park. And like their their Shamu Stadium and stuff is just pathetic. Like it's like real, it's like small and dinky, and that whole park is just you can tell it was their first, and they probably did it on a budget, and it's just it's just not it's not a very good park. There's wow. not a lot to do, I, and it just and it has those crowds, even though there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why people go to that park. To be honest with you, it's. It's insane. There's nothing. And now the there. Shamu show is gone. Is it gone from there yet? I didn't see it? it. I did not see a Shamu show. Uh, let me see their daytime shows. Shows. They have an Orca Encounter. Um, that's an encounter, though. So yeah, I don't, but they do, they're not making it dance. Yeah, it's not dance. Nice. There's two show times for that. So I think it's just, yeah. I think it's like, hey, these are killer whales. Look at them. We're not gonna make them dance, but here they go. Then they have the dolphins. Then they have the sea lions. And then they have a Sesame Street uh, party parade, which is only. On weekends, so we didn't get to see that. Anyway, but uh, and not that that's a big deal, but yeah, I mean, this park doesn't have anything. I mean, okay, their thrill rides listed on here are uh, Tidal Twister, which is their all-new roller coaster, which is closed. Electric Eel, which is their Skyrocket 2 Tempesto clone, which was also closed, which I, I presume open at some point during the day, but not while we were there. Journey to Atlantis, which we rode. That was good. Shipwreck Rapids, which is closed for the day. That's their Rapids ride. Manta, which we did ride. Wild Arctic, which is their flight simulator. Remember that down in Orlando? It's their like, simulator ride that's like extreme puke, in- nausea-inducing. Oh, I think we may have skipped that. Or I may have yeah, skipped that. I think it's the kids awful. went and Carol and I went. Oh, my God. It's, the Orlando one, at least, is just, it's just nausea-inducing. So we, there's no chance we we're going to do that anyway. But that's on there. Rip Ride Rescue, Spinning Orbital Ride, and I think this is a, yeah, this is some crappy ride, uh, flat ride, and Tentacle Twirl again, which is another 
like a, oh, there's swings. Yeah, that's one of their thrill rides. So they only have really five thrill rides, two of which were down, and one of them, two of them were closed for the day, and one of them uh, was down unexpectedly. And now the swing, is it one of the twirly swings, or is it like the Finnegan Flyer swing? No, no, no. It's like a twirly. It's just a swing. Ugh, yeah, it's just a regular swing. swing. Yeah, it's nothing. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, this place doesn't have anything to do. There's nothing. And they have all day dining, which is a joke. I mean, thank God I didn't decide to do that because I'd have kicked myself if I had to sit there all day just to eat. Because there's nothing <laughs> to do. We can't afford pizza, kids. We're driving back to SeaWorld for dinner. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, so that was our that was our day at San Diego. Or, uh, SeaWorld San Diego. It was awful. So, like I said, we left we left SeaWorld and went straight to Mission Beach. And we have I have a 360 video of a five minute video of walking down mission beach, like on the boardwalk. So I'm going to, now that's not out yet as of this, of, of this recording, that's not out yet, but it will be out very shortly. And, uh, it's just, like I said, this is five minutes walking one way down the beach. So you can check out the beach in the boardwalk area. It's nice. I also have a Belmont park. That's the park next to the boardwalk, I guess. And I have a 360. It's not a complete walk through the entire park, but it just walks from like, the one section out and I'll probably post that too. You get a feel for the little park area. It's nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we did go to Belmont. Like I said, we did go to Belmont park where I spent, I think it was $7 a piece. Ian and I both rode the giant dipper, which is an old wooden coaster. Now, as I was buying the ticket for this coaster, I asked the guy, can I wear a GoPro on this ride? He said, well, I don't see why not. And I said, sounds good. So I went back to my wife, put on my GoPro, Bought my ticket and went up to the ride. And of course, as soon as I get in line, the ride off goes, you can't have any recording devices on this ride. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> the ticket window guy said I could ride or I could wear it. Goes, nope. Was that before or after he sold you the ticket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was mad. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez. I specifically asked. So then I had to take it off. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even like have it on the ride. I had to put it in a box <laughs> off to the side. Wow. Yeah. So Giant Dipper is an old wooden coaster opened July 4th in 1925, built by Morgan, designed by Frederick Church and Frank Pryor. So that's uh, unique. Formal, former names of this ride. So in 1925 to 1950s, it was a Giant Dipper, which it is today. Then it turned to roller coaster from the 1950s to 1976. Then in 1976, for about half a year, it was called Earthquake. And then it shut down. <laughs> I think it came back as Giant Dipper today. So it was standing and not operating from 1976 to 1990. So for a very long time, 14 years, this thing was standing but not operating. And then in, from, 19, from uh, February 2nd, 1955 to 1956, it was also standing but not operating. So there you go. Interesting facts about the uh, Giant Dipper. It was... It wasn't worth seven dollars. <laughs> it was an old wooden coaster. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't understand the, why they wouldn't la- allow you to record. What you're you're only going there because it's a hundred year old yeah roller coaster. And it's not like oh I saw the video it didn't look exciting. No kidding, it's yeah. not exciting. Yeah, it's a yeah, hundred yeah. year old. <laughs> no one expects coaster. it to be extreme. Yeah, but anyway, so we walked around Bymont Park. We Ian and I rode the coaster. We went down to the beach, Mission Beach, and walked around. Here's the interesting thing thing about that area. That whole area parking is free. You can park anywhere you want for free, which is wonderful. Oh. I didn't expect that. So it was very nice. There's a huge park area right before you get to the uh, boardwalk. 
which people were like th- playing baseball, football and stuff. And it was, it was really nice. So then we left that area and went and this is like our second day. And we already saw about, I don't know, 20 in and out burgers. I mean, they're everywhere in California. You can't escape an in and out burger. And the drive through for these, uh, establishments are always huge. They're always filled. It's insane. And it's, mm-hmm. it's no different in San Diego. So we decided for lunch, we're going to go to In-N-Out Burger, give it a shot. Of course, the drive through was all around and like off on the road. But we pulled, we found a parking spot like two blocks up and we walked in. There's like nobody inside this. <laughs> like it was only people. Hey, in only drive through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody was inside. This Now this place, there's only like three options. There's like a burger, a double burger, an extreme burger. Like there's, you, that's all you can get. Like they have very limited menu, which is very good for throughput because you don't have to make a bunch of different stuff. You can just pound mm-hmm. all this stuff out. So we got the burgers. They were good. The staff was really friendly. It was nice. It was good. It was a good burger. I'm glad we went. The kids liked it. Then uh, across the street was a Target. So we decided to stop in there and get some <laughs> some snacks. This is a two-story Target, Joe. It had a second floor. A second floor in a Target. Nice. See, this California is just above us and everything. Now, here's the, here, here's the most interesting part about this. They had escalators in the middle. And they have the, the regular escalators, but in in between the up and down escalator, there's two mini escalators that you actually push the cart, your shopping cart in, and it goes up by itself. So you push this the cart in, and it goes up the escalator, and you go... Pushes you, your cart up, and you take yes, the other one? Yes, yes. It was awesome. I was like, oh, that is so cool. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah. That is truly wonderful. There, there's an escalator for your shopping cart. <laughs> now, how many warning signs are there to remove your children from the cart before you put it in there? Actually, I don't think I saw any. Because <laughs> I, I know my, my kids are, are both legally adults now, and they would be inside a cart. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're riding the cart up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. <laughs> uh, then uh, later that day, like I said, we checked in the hotel, and we uh, did our laundry, and I think we ordered in pizza or something. I don't remember. And that was that was it. We didn't want to yeah leave. It was yeah. L.A. traffic is as bad as they say it is. Now with that said though, it, it's ne- you're never stopped. It's always like stop and go, very slow going, but you're always going forward. Like you're. You ne- you never like like at least I didn't experience it where it was like a twenty minute normal drive. Yes, it's going to take you forty to fifty minutes, but you're going to always be moving forward. Like <laughs> you might be going slower than the speed limit, but you're always going to be like you're always gaining ground. So yeah, it's bad, but yeah, it was enough where I didn't we didn't want to like I said between the limited number of rides, the traffic, and the fact that I couldn't see all the night shows anyway. It was enough for me to say, you know what? I am not going back to that Sea World. I'm just mm. going to hang out here. <laughs> so that's what we did. That's so sad. We're <laughs> <laughs> just going to the movies, kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. There's a couple times during this trip where I was close enough to an AMC where I thought, hmm, I can just go over. <laughs> so, I can yeah. pop in and see if I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll talk. Luckily, it's been a pretty dry period of the movie theater. Where you were going, so. <laughs> oh, no. Let me tell you something Hobbs and Shaw, billboards. All through LA and Southern California, all, really? you cannot you cannot escape those billboards, as well as Dora the Explorer. Really? Yes, a ton of those. Someone put a billboard up for Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, multiple. I can see why they'd put the Hobbs and Shaw ones up. You know, 
and those had to be up the day before the movie was released because the minute <laughs> anyone saw that movie. <laughs> well, I didn't see it yet, and I have to see it for our other podcast. The movie's out, so. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I still look forward to eh, it. Maybe not. You can always pull a poll on that one. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so that day, that was the 29th of July, Monday, and that was, so we kind of, we didn't really pull, follow through with everything that we we're supposed to do that day, but uh, that was just because uh, SeaWorld. So the next day, July 30th, we are getting up, and the plan is uh, was a simple plan. Uh, get up, go to a 9 o'clock opening of the San Diego Zoo, and then spend about half day there, well, till about lunchtime, and then head north about two hours to Santa Monica and uh, check into that hotel. And then you, because this is this will be our first day that we're using the LA Go cards. So we got four-day LA Go cards. The first use was uh, Tuesday, July 30th, going into the zoo. So in the afternoon, we wanted to rent bikes to bike up and down the boardwalk of Santa Monica and go to Pacific Park. You get the wristbands for the rides. So we want to do that in the afternoon and evening. So that was all in one day. So the, we're for, for the purposes of this podcast, we're only going to talk about San Diego Zoo, and then Santa Monica will be on a different episode at another time. So San Diego Zoo had a 9 o'clock opening, like I said. So we got up, headed over there. Now, I'm not a zoo person in any respect at all. In fact, I didn't want to go to the zoo because the go card, you can either go to the zoo or go to Legoland, California. I wanted to go to Legoland, California, not because I thought it was going to be fun, but I do know they they have a, like a submarine ride that they open, which would be interesting. And they do have a couple coasters that I could get some credits for, but I just don't like the zoo. But everyone else wanted to go to the zoo or... I guess they really didn't want to go to Legoland. <laughs> it's more... Everyone has had enough Legoland <laughs> yes. in their life. Yeah, yeah. It's time for the zoo. <laughs> yes. Anything over Legoland, they were, they wanted to do. Let me tell you something. San Diego Zoo is awesome. This place was amazing. I mean, the each exhibit area, just huge. Like, enormous. Like It's not like a crappy zoo, like an inner city zoo where you walk in and you got a panda bear stuck in a two by two cage or whatever. I mean, they had these huge flush environments for each thing. And the zoo was uh, just a sprawling area where you walk up and down these hills. They had a, a gondola, uh, to go cr- across the park and back. And it was huge. I mean, it was high. Yeah. Oh my Lord. you were so high. It was amazing. How the views you got for this thing. But, oh, I also, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have a YouTube video, which I'm actually currently working on when you called about uh, doing this episode. Of, uh, the polar bears, I have some cool polar bear video where a polar bear got out of the water, grabbed some leaves, and threw it into the water, then dove into the water, and he shared it with another polar bear who's already in the water. So that's a cool thing. And koalas. Uh, my daughter, Alexis, loves koalas, so the koala exhibit, she uh, totally ate that up. So I have some interesting video of them like talking and eating eucalyptus leaves so i'm going to do a little video of the koalas and the polar bears and put that up on youtube so uh that will probably be up actually by the time this this podcast is released that will probably be on youtube so go check that one out too that's going to be cool also the lion exhibit they had a caution sign so the caution sign was a lion in like air well lines shooting out of its butt and it says spray range seven to ten feet that's oh. amazing <laughs> <laughs> you telling me it, uh, <laughs> seven to ten feet? That's uh, a pretty good range. <laughs> that's quite the range. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe. Like, huh? Well, yeah, I'd stay back, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to get hit with that stuff. 
but uh, <laughs> that was yeah the line exhibit. They had the elephants, and uh, that was that was good. So, the, like I said, the, the zoo is huge. So we did a circle around the entire zoo. They have an urban jungle area in the outback, and that's where the koalas are. And they have Africa Rocks, which is a newer area where they have the elephants and all kinds of other exotic animals. And then they have the northern frontier, which was where the polar bears were. Then they have a panda trek, which I think we stayed away. We didn't do that. They have a lost forest area and a bunch of topor or aviary stuff that we didn't do because, I mean, anything <laughs> anything worse than just a regular zoo is like bird areas. I'd, oh, the aviaries? Fine. Yeah, I, I just, there's this. No I've thing. only ever been in one that I even mildly liked being there. Yeah, just those are just they're even worse because most of the birds are uh, overhead you and you can get crapped on. I mean, what what's the yeah. point of even being in? Unless there? it's all all like parakeets, which those are kind of cute. The one up in Connecticut, there's an aquarium in Connecticut that has an aviary. It's a lot of parakeets and they're all real friendly and they come right up to you and they'll like land on your finger and you feed them and stuff and it's pretty cool. Oh, okay. And the kids loved it. I, I was like, okay, it's time to get out of here. But the kids were having such a good time. We hung out for a little longer than I liked. Yeah, the aviaries, I don't. Those are the worst exhibits that exist in a zoo. So I stayed away from that. And I mean, the zoo's huge. We didn't do the whole. We, I mean, obviously, we didn't walk around everything because we wanted to get out of there by. I'm, I'm not sure what time we left. It was probably afternoon, by 12, 12 30, 1 o'clock. Because, mm. you know, we had to go through LA <laughs> to get to the beach. And uh, you know how traffic is in the middle of the day. So I was like, uh, we better leave. But we did. We managed to get around the whole park. And then, like I said, we rode overhead and saw everything. So it was very, it was a very good. I would highly recommend going to the zoo, believe it or not. Now, I think it's like 50 or $60 to enter. Ow. Yes, it's not, it's not cheap. But like I said, it was part of our go card. So for us, it didn't matter. I mean, obviously, if you're going to be there, if you're buying entrance, you'd probably spend the entire day. And honestly, I, 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 there's no way I could have spent 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. in that zoo. As as nice as I as as it was, and as much as I enjoyed it, <laughs> I, I you know, from 9 to 12, we walked around the outside perimeter of the whole thing, saw basically everything we wanted to see, rode the ride. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they do have tour buses that you get on in. Mm-hmm. That's free to do too. You get on and they take you around the entire park and they, you know, they have audio and they tell you what's going on and what everything is. I guess you could do that. But for me, I'd rather just go see what I want to see and spend as much time as I want seeing that rather than seeing everything for a very short amount of time and not being mm-hmm. able to really get into like get right next to it because you're on a bus. So. Yeah. See, I generally, I never really cared for zoos very much. The only one I really liked was the one in Omaha. They had a they had a really great zoo there with a walk through aquarium. Had a full zoo. They had a a giant big cat breeding program there. Oh okay. So there were all you, know, you had like baby lions and baby tigers that were bred and being raised there, and those were that was really cool. And they had one of those giant IMAX when they they used in this back in the day they actually showed the actual IMAX movies. Yeah yeah. Instead of you know Hobbs and Shaw and IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they had the originals like the Ring of Fire and, uh, you know, all yeah. the really cool ones. But, yeah, I mean, the zoo was great. I, I thought it was really good. Uh, definitely worth it if you're going with a go-kart and you're doing multiple things. Get in there. And, yeah, and pandas make me sad. Well, uh, they didn't have any regular pandas. China took them back. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> I always Thanks. feel bad for pandas because they're just, you know, living their life on the mountaintop and they're just they just don't seem to do well in captivity. 
Yeah, well, they, they no longer have them. They they got them taken away, so you're not going to see that. Even though they do have a panda trail or something, but now it's just like red pandas. Like Oh, okay. I heard, I heard you say go. like panda trail. I'm like, oh, they got a couple of giant pandas, which is needed for every zoo, right? Well, no, no. Pandas, you, they don't, nobody has pandas because China owns them all. Yeah, China owns them all, but they all, there are a bunch of them have some on loan. Like the DC one has some on loan. Yeah, I know then. DC has it, but I don't think many others do. Yeah, it's part of the trade war, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, Trump I put know. a tariff on soybeans <laughs> and they took all the pandas back. <laughs> pandas are ours, yeah. <laughs> but it's a, the zoo is a nonprofit, and all the money that they raise, uh, they put right back into it. And they, you could tell they have a lot of a lot of good stuff oh, there. Nice. So yeah, it's nice. And we got a Christmas ornament. That's our tradition to get ornaments. They didn't have a. They don't make their own Christmas ornaments. They only had a third party person who sold Christmas ornaments there. So we got one of those. So uh, very good. But yeah, that's that. So that was our extent of our San Diego. So San Diego, we drove in uh, the one the first night, our first full day. That night we drove in, stayed at a hotel, went to SeaWorld in the beach. Then the next day we spent half a day in San Diego at the zoo. And then we trekked on out of there back up to the L.A. area. So. That was our San Diego experience. you have any questions about San Diego, Joe? Oh, by the way, the weather? Oh, my Lord. Are you kidding me? Wow. I can't. That was my question. Was the weather perfect the entire time? Let me say this. Six Flags Magic Mountain was the hottest place on Earth. It was the only place that was hot in the entire trip. It was over 100. It was like 103 that the day that we were there. The very next day, the high, I believe, was 76 in San Diego. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Literally a 30 degree difference between two days. <laughs> wow. Yeah, San Diego. So 76, a nice summer temperature, and their winter temperature is 74. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even LA, like, uh, and I'll, I'll probably get into it more when we talk about the other parks. I mean, it was like in the 80s, and it was warm in the sun. Like, you'd sweat if you're staying out in the sun. But the breeze was always cold. There's not a lick of humidity in the air. And the nights... And the water, is cold. it cold? Oh, water was freezing. Like, we yeah, never... A, the, so the Pacific is what makes the weather there nice. Yes. Because our stupid ocean is just hot as shit. Yeah. No, no. And, yeah. you know, always blowing hurricanes on us and crap. Yeah. No, no. They have nice cold water there, right? Oh, my Lord. It was it was so cold that we, ne- we, we got our feet in, and that's all the more that anybody got into the water the entire trip. <laughs> we never, our, our, nothing over our knees got into that water. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get into it later because we did have two another beach day that we uh, we canned because of the fact that <laughs> we weren't getting in the water. So we'll get into that later on. But yeah, that's our first part. Part one of our California vacation is now in the books. I think our next episode we'll talk about Six Flags Magic Mountain, which is actually the first thing we did, uh, which we did a bunch of coasters for that. Of course, uh, I'll get into that <laughs> later. Ugh. Some frustration with that one, too. But I think that will bring this episode to a close. So, Joe, I thank you for joining me. And until we stream again, check out our Vacationers podcast on YouTube for all our new content. And keep making memories. And have a Six Flags day. Thanks for listening to the Vacationers Theme Parks and More podcast. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please subscribe and give us a review if you like the show. Visit our website at www.vacationerspodcast.com. For additional content, subscribe on YouTube and Twitter at Vacationers Podcast. Please like our Facebook page, Vacationers Theme Parks and More Podcast. 
send questions, comments, or if you'd like to be on a future episode to discuss planning or reviewing of a vacation, please email the show at vacationerspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Vacationers Theme Parks and More production.